Hello, this is your host, Sunita Bagri. I am the founder of the Every Teacher Matters Project. Welcome to the Every Teacher Matters Network podcast. Each podcast has a core focus around the well-being of our teachers, school leaders and educational staff. The Teach Well Alliance works proudly in partnership with the Every Teacher Matters Network to raise awareness of well-being and mental health for our teachers and school staff. We're so pleased that you're able to join us on today's podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Every Teacher Matters Network podcast. Once again, I'm delighted to introduce today's guest, who is Sarah Hall. Now, Sarah has um, been a former teacher. She's been in education for a very long time, although not in the conventional sense anymore. She was a teacher for 12 years before she left, which was now 17 years ago. She left teaching in the formal setting of a school and classroom to set up her own business and also to have her son. Sarah has very candidly shared with me and would like the viewers to know that actually, although there was a guise of setting up her own business and having her son, actually, the real fact is that due to mental health issues, she didn't feel that she was able to return. And in this episode, we're going to invite Sarah to speak again candidly about some of those difficulties that she faced as a teacher. Sarah has set up Willow's Sensory Service, which is a mixture of special education and complementary therapy. Now, just before we came on air, we were talking about um, the fact that so many people in education just have a very narrow view about the benefits of complementary therapy and you know alternatives that we can use to enhance our mental health and our well-being. And Sarah and I have um, we've been liaising now for well over a year. Sarah has been one of the guest speakers at um, our live Every Teacher Matters Network where she really um, entertained, amused and shared with the audience lots of um, essential oils that were very beneficial to herself. And it was a really lovely participatory session um, and, and it smelled really delightful in the room as well. But there is a lot of resistance towards this. And, you know, if you, if you look at, I mean, certainly Mind, uh, the website Mind, they um, do promote alternative therapies and do state that different things work for different people. And of course, it's not easy to predict which therapy would be most useful and effective. But really, this is very much why we set up, part, partly why I set up the Every Teacher Matters Network was to be able to provide very busy educators and teachers with a range of different um, therapies or resources or tools or anything that, you know, going to promote and, and help our mental health and well-being. And that's obviously the reason, Sarah, that you joined us. So I'd really like you to sort of talk to us about that again today and how we can, you know, use some of those alternative therapies that you promote in managing and relieving some of the symptoms. I mean, in my mind, Sarah, it just doesn't make sense as to why we, you know, we listen to our fellow colleagues talking about mental health and well-being and suffering with stress and anxiety, but actually having this resistance towards 
not using a little bit of lavender oil, which, you know, can really, really help them. So again, I'd, I'd really invite you to sort of speak to us about the benefits um, that you found working with the individuals that you do. But before I do that, I'd like you to sort of just introduce yourself and from your own point of view, tell us about you. Okay, so um, I always tell people I set up Willow Century Service 17 years ago because that's when I had my son. But as I just said, I, I could not go back to full time work because of my he mental health issues. And the thought of working in a school, especially in these COVID times, you know, m my hat goes off to all the teachers out there at the minute. And, you know, I do think there is a lot of stigma around complementary therapy. Um, but I think if you are stressed, then, you know, you should just open your mind and just give things a try. Um, as you say, we're all different people and different things work for different people. Uh, you know, some people can't bear the thought of having their feet touched, whereas reflexology is my most booked treatment, um, hugely beneficial. Um, I, I think as well, you know, sort of... Um, as we said at the at your every teacher matters thing just simple things like having some lavender on a on a tie when you're working or on a scarf you know that can just stop you know take a breath relax you know any of those kind of things you know sometimes just during the day just stop stopping and breathing and and having some essential oil can make a, a tremendous difference um when i was in a school setting i used to go for a sort of kind of treatment every half term just for a treat um uh you know it, it might be um to have my nails done or you know sort of for a massage um and then when i became ill i was having uh, treatments every sort of four weeks um and in the middle of lockdown in that little brief period we were allowed i've gone every week for a massage <laughs> because um, I need it physiologically, psychologically, mentally, emotionally. It makes a tremendous difference to me um, and to our staff and also to our pupils. Um, so what I do is um, I might do a sensory drama with someone um, who has severe learning difficulties or profound and multiple learning difficulties. We might pretend to go to outer space um, and have see all the pretty stars and planets and things and then we might um, smell some unusual smells um, and then there's a, a beautiful song in the in the galaxies tape that I use um, that's, that we go to sleep so we have some nice relaxing music and then they might have half hour reflexology in the middle of that sensory drama and then we come back and have a party when we land back on earth so I combine the two um, but <clears throat> excuse me I have been into a uh, three local special schools and given them some free reflexology and it was tremendous the, the results were just fantastic and immediate um, I mean one lad was verbal and I said to him you know do, do you need the toilet and he's like no and about a fraction of a second later he just leapt up and went I'm going to the loo <laughs> and ran <laughs> off you know and it's it, you know it's it's not a science you know that reflexologists haven't got any medical training but for the children I work with and adults I work with who don't speak sometimes it's very very useful to to read the communication on the foot I had one lady who used to come regularly and her foster mum would alter her, her medicine for her constipation 
you know, when we'd read her feet because the parts of the feet correlate to, to parts of your body. So if you've got someone who's got a pain in their shoulder, you can work on the shoulder um, point on the foot so you don't have to sort of hurt hurt the shoulders themselves. You know, it's, it's, it's very, very interesting. I mean, but my, my husband, when I did, he was my trial subject. Um, when I did him once and only once, it showed me that his L4 and L5 were both out on his spine. I mean, it didn't show me any of the other times, you know, in the six week trial. Like I say, it's not a science, but it is uh, very interesting and can, you know, can be informative. And relaxation can be that it sort of like calms you down. It can be these treatments you know make you feel energized again it's 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 not a science and how people react is different um and it is better and more beneficial if you can have repeated treatments but even you know if i do a taster day somewhere um i remember doing one at a careers transition for people with learning difficulties and the, the queue was massive and people were just having like you know just a little taster and they were like, oh, this is wonderful. This is amazing. Or, or reacting, the, you know, the nonverbal ones with their facial expressions and their body language and stuff. Um, I have one uh, man who comes to me whose mum says she can dress him once he's had his massage. You know, he's just that much more relaxed and flexible. Um, she finds him much easier to dress. Um, we, we use something called sensology in special education, which is very much about uh, waking up our senses so it may be that you have a hand massage before you even consider doing any kind of sort of like work with your hands um, so there's lots and lots of benefits um, and the the statistics for mental health issues in the SLD PMLD group are absolutely shocking yeah. at really really high you know they're at far more risk um, and not just them but their teachers mm, you know this absolutely. is this is for everybody yeah, you know it's yeah. it's um, something easy you can try for everybody whether it's um you know whether it's you've got oil on a burner or you've got some oil in your bath or you're having a massage or a reflexology treatment i, I just i just think anything is worth a try you know yeah. when you when you feel when you feel stressed absolutely right and you know i couldn't agree with you more which is you know, which is really why I, I can, you know, not always understand we have why people are resisting, you know, because unless you try, you just don't know. And, you know, I certainly have, you know, have started to explore essential oils a lot more since I met with you and, and since your session that you did. And, and, you know, absolute honesty, I have two diffusers now in my home. One is for lavender oil and, mm -hmm. and the other one is for lemongrass. And I tend to use lemongrass in the mornings. I find it, you know, zingy, citrusy, get, makes me feel alert, yeah. really supports my kind of brain activity. Certainly yeah. that's how I feel. And then in the evening time, I always switch it to the lavender oil and I just feel it's, um, it's been, a, you know, a long, hard day. What if I'm doing whatever? And just absolutely calms me down it the, the smell that multi sort of sensory experience that you get is um just even visually to look at the um the, the diffuser i find really calming let alone the essence of it so um you know i and i definitely have you to thank for that because it's oh, brilliant yeah it's not something that i would have used as yeah as, um 
as prescriptively as I do now you know there is not a day in my home where I don't turn on my diffuser yeah. so you know there's definitely something in it so can you tell us uh, Sarah about the experience that you have with teachers that have used it I've just sort of given you my testimonial there but any other sort of you know uh, teachers that you've worked with you know either the essential oils or the reflexology and and how that's reducing or impacting positively upon managing their stress and anxiety okay um well i offered it to um uh, one of one of the local special schools and one of the teachers very very um keen dedicated you know uh there early leaving late one of those um she took it up and um for her to stop in her lunch hour for 15 minutes was unheard of um but she said it was so worth it you know that the the benefits of stopping just for those 15 minutes just made us uh, take stock you know breathe relax uh and and help to prepare for the for the afternoon session and i think that's something as well people think it's going to take a long time like meditation you know you can just do a little meditation you don't have to do a long one and the, the same with with these kind of things can i just say about essential oils though that you have to be careful because mm. uh, yeah. um and get advice from a qualified aromatherapist uh, with some of them um lemongrass is one that uh, my husband reacts to <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah glad you mentioned it me. thank you yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah, so you can't disclaimer. use in in a special school, you can't use any citrus oils or anything in your sensory room because they react with the UV light and cause um, redness and scarring on your on your skin and stuff. So there's lots of different things to consider with the oils. But but definitely when, when I was in a school setting, we had an aromatherapist blend our oils for us because we we've always done lots of massage in schools, whether it's with, um, I don't know, you might have a poem about bananas and have a banana cream massage um, or, you know, sort of like you do some footprints and then you have a, a massage with some talcum powder afterwards you know mm. it's always been part of what we've done which is why I wanted to get the, the qualification in it um so but yes it's beneficial for our kids and for the staff I think you know that's or another thing is story massage I'm also qualified in story massage which is um you know that happens in the mainstream schools as well as as the uh, special schools um and what they've done at the minute is um they've adapted all of their moves into self moves so story massage can still take place in schools but instead of like being in a circle or a line where you're massaging the the pupil in front um they've adapted them so so you're doing the massage moves on yourself so you might the squeeze you might squeeze all the way down your arm okay. and even just you know as i'm talking i'm doing that and I can feel the benefit just mm, on mm. myself, just in that, you know, one second of, sort of like yeah. just having a little squeeze down my arms. Yeah. And it's very common in the special schools at the minute to put that to music. So there's a lot of dance massage um, stories being, being shared at the minute. So, yeah, story massage, if you can get qualified in story massage, I think that's that's brilliant for, for our um, children in schools. Um, yeah, storymassage.co.uk. Oh, that's a great tip, Sarah. Yeah. Great tip. I bet, it, I bet it's really grounding, you know, as you, as you were sort of squeezing your arm yeah. there, I just got this sense of feeling grounded again. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. That, that's fab. Thank you. Great tip shared with our listeners there, Sarah. <laughs> So, Sarah, tell us now a bit more about, tell, tell the listeners about your experience. You know, with, I touched on it in our introduction around, you know, what made you sort of leave the profession and you, you know, you, you kind of attribute that to your own mental health difficulties. Would you mind sharing with us a bit more about that? 
Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, my mental health difficulties, I, I was off with stress before I left to have my CERN. Um, and they, they're mainly personal. But because of that, it's then hard to take on board the stresses and strains of, um, of school life. Because um, to me, it, you know, it was an absolute vocation. Again, like this, this lady I mentioned before, you know, I was there early, I was there late, absolutely loved it, you know. Um, I am absolutely born to do this job. This is, you know, the, the best job in the world. But what I have done is I've invented like the best bits. So I've just got my sensory room at my house and I do sensory dramas and sensory music and sensory cooking and sensory play. And I don't do nine to five or as it was seven till seven. <laughs> yeah. And I, because now, you know, I have a family, so that's part of it. Um, and I don't do the assessment and the planning <laughs> I, I i have a kind of rule that a session doesn't go over a page of a4 in my planning so you know there's lots of things that i have altered to make it and obviously the amount of time i work i find it very hard to get through a day without going to sleep so <laughs> i have to like factor in nap time <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so obviously yeah. you can't just pop off in the middle of a lesson and say i'll be back in an hour <laughs> No, it doesn't work, does it, Sarah? Unfortunately, no, not. it doesn't. But yeah, I think also looking back, um, we had um, very, very good um, senior management. I remember Ofsted coming in, and uh, I was in nursery SLD at the time, and the head said, "How much time do you spend in the bathroom with your kids?" And I was like, "60, 70 percent." And he was like, "Can you alter that?" And I'm like, "No." And he said, "Fine, we'll justify it." And I think this is a problem, especially in special schools. I don't really know much about mainstream schools, that senior management are making them do things they don't that aren't relevant or aren't important. And, um, you know, sort of like we, we really need to. What I love about special ed is the personal stuff, the individual stuff. You know, if someone comes to me, they have a, an individually planned session all about their favorite things. Um, and that's that's what we should be doing in our special schools but a lot of management aren't sort of like passing that down that we're allowed to do that you know sort of thing so um yeah that that, that is, a, is another issue yeah so you've created you know your your ideal job that yes. you know, works for you which is you know very smart <laughs> I have to say very smart very inspiring so you know to be in your position where you've got the best bits of the job and you're doing something that you love you're making a difference to the children and all of those things clearly echo your personal values and you know also takes into consideration your sort of you know the, the issues and difficulties that you have with mental health so if you were to go back into the classroom now can you tell us what you would do differently? So let's go back to the, you know, the Sarah that was a teacher over 17 years ago. Let's take you back 20 years, Sarah. Yeah. Um, what would you be doing for yourself differently to withstand those challenges? Um, I think the most important thing, the absolutely most important thing is talk. Um, I think it's such a simple thing that is so sort of underrated um i mean my, my father-in-law um unfortunately tried to commit suicide during covid and he said the same thing Gosh. you know that, 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 that something so simple like is to just talk 
has made a massive difference to his life. And I think I, I would talk and I think I would also, if I went back in time, um, seek out extra help, you know, sort of like now, I think because of COVID with lots of lovely things are coming up and being available that we can dip into that can help, you know, whether it's mindfulness or, you know, meditation um, or, or just the, 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 the forest bathing, <laughs> you know, there's all sorts of things we can try. Um, and I think I would have got professional help earlier and definitely to talk. So, yeah. But my other tip I, I put was, um, as well as the complimentary therapy and the talking, my other tip is um, for teachers to celebrate themselves. You know, I remember someone saying to us on a, a special school uh, teacher training thing, you are specialists. And it's like, yes you know we are that should be mm. recognized acknowledged applauded um and i think especially at the moment i think our teachers oh my goodness me i think are just yeah. doing a tremendous job i mean whether it's whether they they've got bubbles in school having key workers kids or whether they're doing it coming up with new and creative and inventive ways to teach online and and if ever sort of like you know there's any doubt about sort of like where you are teaching i remember a friend of mine um worrying sometimes that she wasn't good enough kind of thing and i said all you have to do um because I, I, I i've never suffered from imposter syndrome i think i'm brilliant uh, <laughs> good for you my, good for you my friend did and i said to her, you just look at the children in your class you know that at the end of the day you look at the kids in your class and what they can do and what they can achieve and how i don't know how kind they are or you know how they've learned to do something um you know so for, for my kids it might be something really really simple like eye gaze between which drink they want you know but it's you have to applaud every single tiny achievement mm. of both us and the kids yeah yeah and we forget don't we we forget to do that we we get busy in the the, the necessary um yeah and and it is so important you're absolutely right to applaud and celebrate ourselves for each each achievement you know and, and like you've referred to absolutely rightly you know right now we with what staff are achieving in our schools is is nothing less than fabulous and extraordinary and yeah. you know we've you know I, I we set up the every teacher matters network before covid but you know now it seems even more relevant to be able Absolutely. to celebrate and, and applaud ourselves I, I totally agree and that's a a great tip but yeah how, how how would you suggest teachers do that like can you give us sort of three three things that a teacher can do to you know to actually take stock and celebrate themselves uh i think i think you could do pretty much the same kind of things you do with the children you know i think um you know if flo longhorn is the like the queen of special education she ripped up a toilet training chart put it in the bin and said let me file that she said these kids with limited lives you need to celebrate their golden moments and i think it's the same with the teachers so just uh you know oh i did that it was really brilliant you know you could just post-it note you could have like you do in the supermarket you know you could have like teacher of the week or <laughs> you know, yeah, why not? or even sort of like just 
patting yourself on the back mm. when when something mm. um something goes well you know when a lesson goes well um and and sharing it you know i was um we we were rated when Ofsted came in and we were rated excellent because we you know it wasn't on the teachers it was on the section of the school because it was a special school there was only me so you know that was me and and my um nurse is like let's put it on the door you know that we're excellent i'm like oh no because we were the only ones that got it and it's like you know we should we should have celebrated that in hindsight you know i was embarrassed because the other teachers hadn't got it um but really you know we should have celebrated that absolutely absolutely and and you're right you know we 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 don't do that enough and I know in the mindfulness session that that we've done together in the past you know I talk about self-compassion so what you're saying there really reminds me of that sort of self-compassion actually because teachers are renowned for being compassionate towards the children and their colleagues but actually it's just not enough towards themselves and and that really is the the true essence of self-care it starts with you know with self-compassion so um thank you that's been a really a, yeah. a really um you know a great reminder there for us so sarah as you, as you know um, and you're going to be one of our guest speakers again this um academic year as well i'm really looking forward to your session but maybe just a little teaser then which um would be applicable to our listeners who will hopefully join our next session when we do it and in terms of your session in particular where i would really like you to talk about the use of essential oils in particular and and as i've already shared with the listeners that's something that i've taken away from working with you but you know if we look at the sort of key areas of difficulty that our teachers and our senior leaders face well then you know we're looking at sort of managing stress and anxiety which are you know reportedly the factors of you know um what can lead to burnout and just overwhelm so what what essential oils would help alleviate stress and anxiety and how about what's the best way of using them which makes it very practical for them in in their day-to-day lives okay so um the holiday inn they used to um if you stayed there they would leave you on your pillow a lavender spray and a, and a lavender roll-on and i think that's another thing to think about essential oils is that they've been around for many many years and you, you can break them down scientifically and look at the the science you know so uh, german chamomile has um you know analgesic qualities and stuff so lavender is is the most famous one for being relaxing um as is chamomile um and and it may be uh you you have a chamomile tea it may be that with the lavender and the chamomile you don't actually use essential oils essential oils are in thousands and thousands of products like toothpastes and shower gels and shampoos and stuff so it may be you have a bubble bath that's that's got lavender in um other ways of doing it uh, you can just have a bit of lavender and tea tree are the only two that you can use neat um so lavender you can put on a hanky or on a scarf or i have lots of aromatherapy jewelry so i have a ring so you can just and, and i tend to use the the jewelry when i'm driving because i find driving very stressful so i'm driving along i can just have a quick sniff of my lavender ring and you know sort of like help me sort of like calm myself down um 
you can get oh, all sorts of different things light bulb rings to put them on you can put them on radiators you can have diffusers um, you can have what I have in my in my downstairs bathroom actually is um you know a water sprayer for gardening and I have that filled with water and then essential oil of lemon as a deodorizer oh. and, and I made one for a lady I work with um who has who has severe learning difficulties and she was like is this fine can I keep it and I was like yes I said it's got your name on I oh. said and I don't like that smell as much I said I've got one at home for me that's lemon I said mm. but yours has got rose in because you like flowery smells so that's your your deodorizer yeah. she kept having accidents bless her oh. so <laughs> it was um yeah lavender can be used in all sorts of different ways scarves ties hankies um I took um some special school children away on a residential holiday and the first night nobody slept mm -hmm. so the next night I went and bought a bottle of lavender <laughs> Oh, they wow. all had a bath in it they all had it on their pillows and they all slept like logs <laughs> brilliant brilliant that's a great tip isn't it and you know sleep is a big you know it's a big one isn't it for teachers oh absolutely really. yeah. you know we we work with a lot of teachers that you know struggle to sleep um due to you know a plethora of reasons all to do with you know work-related stress and actually, yeah, that's, that's a, you know, a great tip for anybody that's struggling to sleep with a bit of lavender oil would be just perfect. So anything else, Sarah, as, as sort of um, a finale to our conversation, any other top tips from your experience, your life experience, your professional experience that can help our teachers to um, live um, a, a life that is, is, you know, is happier and more fulfilling? Yeah, I think... Um... I'm just going to be a little bit self-serving and just advertise myself. Please do, um, please do. Um, that, one of the, that's important. <laughs> one of the issues uh, for teachers is often workload. And I remember when I started teaching all those years ago, people were quite precious about resources. Whereas now there are so many Facebook forums where people are sharing ideas. And I think this is fantastic and worth getting on. If, if you're trained in story massage, you can access all the story massage people's that um, story massages that are printed onto the forum. So it saves you time and effort and stuff. And um, people are sharing PDFs and things constantly. It's absolutely wonderful. So I would say I have a book, Sarah's Sensory Starter Kit, which is just full of practical, creative, cheap ideas. And also I post on Instagram every day, sensory ideas. Oh, so, so that yeah. book was called Sarah's Sensory Starter Kit, did you say? Uh, <laughs> this is uh, <laughs> Sarah's Sensory Starter Pack, it is actually. Ah, okay, that's great, no problem. Okay, great. And you can just get that direct from me. So Sarah, tell us then how we can get hold of you, how we can find out. I know you shared your okay. Instagram. Tell us what your handles are. How can you, everything is Willow Sensory? So Facebook and Instagram are Willow Sensory. My website is willowsensory.co.uk. And my book I wrote with Flo Longhorn. Um, but unfortunately she's retired. So if people want to buy it, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm happy to bind and send out myself now. So oh, that's amazing. just a willowsensory at virginmedia.com. Brilliant. That's absolutely wonderful, Sarah. Anything else that you'd like to add? I don't think so. If anyone oh. has any questions, they're more than welcome to email. That's 
Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. If you didn't get hold of the um, social media handles or if you need to hear them again, please either rewind this podcast and take a listen or feel free to get in touch with me um, at contact at sunitabagri.com or at the everyteachermattersproject.com. It's been absolute pleasure, Sarah, to listen to you, for you to share your pearls of wisdom about complementary therapies with us today. And I really hope that the listeners will have lots of takeaways that they can put into practice for their own well-being and mental health. Thank you very much, Sarah, for joining us today. Thank you very much for inviting me. Thanks, Sarah. Bye for now. (laughs) Bye. I do hope you enjoyed listening to today's Every Teacher Matters conversation. It is our mission to be the voice of our amazing school staff. You can find out more by visiting everyteachermattersproject.com or contacting me directly at contact at Thanks for listening.